Hi, everyone. Hi there. This is Holly. And Daniel. And you are listening to Gospel Bites, where we bring the gospel to kids. And we are coming to you today on the first Sunday of Lent. Welcome to Lent, everybody. <laughs> so today's readings come from um, Matthew chapter 4, verses 1 through 11. Then Jesus was led up by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. And he fasted 40 days and 40 nights, and afterward he was hungry. And the tempter came and said to him, If you are the Son of God, command these stones to become loaves of bread. But he answered, It is written, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. Then the devil took him to the holy city, and set him on the pinnacle of the temple, and said to him, If you are the Son of God, throw yourself down. For it is written, He will give his angels charge of you, and on their hands they will bear you up, lest you strike your foot against a stone. Jesus said to him, Again it is written, You shall not tempt the Lord your God. Again the devil took him to a very high mountain, and showed him all the kingdoms of the world and the glory of them. And he said to them, All these I will give you, if you will fall down and worship me. Then Jesus said to him, Be gone, Satan, for it is written, written, You shall worship the Lord your God, and him only shall you serve. Then the devil left him, and behold, angels came and ministered to him. So at the very beginning of this passage, when Jesus is led into the wilderness, it says that he fasted for 40 days and 40 nights. So fasting is when you... Um, when you don't eat or you eat less food than usual um, and it's a very very old um, way of prayer and connecting with God and on Ash Wednesday for um, people who are a little older in the church that's a day of fasting where we are asked to eat less food during the day um, and even though it's one day you really do start to feel it and feel how hungry you are and you notice that you are giving something up so um, Jesus going to wilderness fast for 40 days and 40 nights and it says and afterward he was hungry and I can definitely tell you you would be hungry after fasting that long and I can it's difficult for me to imagine doing a fast for that long and um, but that's what Jesus did he went out there into the wilderness away from the city and he fasted for 40 days and 40 nights I know I can't imagine what it would be like for 40 days but that's the amount of time for Lent mm -hmm. too right so um, we get to see a little picture of that here um, and when you when we fast as a prayerful experience for God, what happens is that we um, are able to put ourselves back into, it like reminds us that we need God because we put <clears throat> ourselves into a situation where we need things, like where mm -hmm. we feel the absence of food or we feel the absence of something, that something's not there. And so we want it. Like at three o'clock in the afternoon mm -hmm. on Ash Wednesday, I was really hungry. <laughs> but um. Well, it's, and I think you could see this with other things. If there's something you really like doing, so say you really love playing outside. And then in the wintertime when it's too cold, you're not able to go outside, you really feel that need to go outside. And you, you get to appreciate how wonderful it is to be able to just go outside and run around and play. So um, sometimes taking a step back, especially in, um, in prayer and um, not doing something that you usually do, it's a really great reminder um, of, of how much you need that thing and how much you depended on it and how much we depend on God for those things. Exactly. And so in the situation, <clears throat> in the readings that we read today, Jesus fasted for 40 days and 40 nights and to get himself like 
like geared up to get himself ready for this big experience of these temptations that he has here. And in each of these, uh, with that, um, like we were saying before, he, he reacts to the temptations by ordering them more correctly to where, um, our hearts should really be in line with. And it's a good way to think of it and how I like to understand it is kind of putting everything back in the right place. Mm -hmm. And I think what Jesus is doing here and what we're asked to do when we pray and we fast during Lent is to put things right in the back, put things back into the right order in our lives. And most importantly, make sure God is in the front. He's the top priority and the main focus. Definitely. And that is the most important thing. And Jesus goes through that three times through these readings. And the first thing he says is that like, a man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. So we we could feel that some days whenever the grown-ups and the older kids are not eating certain foods or what whatnot, we remember that uh, we don't live only on this food. We live on God alone. And um, every word that proceeds from the mouth of God is the scriptures that we get to read and we get to hear God speak through them to us. And I think that kind of made me think of an important point is that even when we fast or even when we're not able to do something, we still, we still manage to live our lives each day. It's a, might be a little more difficult, a little more uncomfortable, but we get through it. Mm-hmm. So it's also a good way to see that the things that we have in our life while really good and show us, you know, kind of God's providing for us, those sort of aren't essential to life. And what, um, you know, really is essential to life is God and what God gives us and what God provides for us. Totally. And um, so I love how Jesus talks about how every word that proceeds from the mouth of God can feed us better, even better than bread. Um, and so he kind of puts that order back in the right place, mm-hmm. like Daniel was saying before. And then the next thing he says that um, he's tempted to like hurt, to throw himself down or to like put himself into a dangerous situation to prove that all the angels would come and help him to show that really God is on his side. And Jesus says, that's not, that's not my goal here, that we shouldn't put God to the test because we trust and we are faithful to God by his word alone, like with what we said before, that he will come through. And we don't test that because we don't have to. We don't test that because we know that he is there and we know that he is good. And to test that would be um, disrespectful to that relationship as if you don't trust that that would happen. Right. And it's kind of like um, asking God to, to do something extra and do something more. And I think what we ought to do is see all that we have and everything that we have as a gift from God. So to make up some sort of test to be like, okay, well, God, can you do this for me? It's kind of um, almost kind of silly. Like we know God provides for us. Just look around at all that we have. And to make up these tests isn't putting our trust and our love towards God. Totally. And then the third temptation he has um, is to, um, to worship or to uh, bow down to somebody else other than God. And Jesus says, no way. Get behind me, no way. You shall worship the Lord your God, and him only shall you serve. This is my favorite one of the three because Jesus, like, he is powerful in his words. And he says, no way. This is not the way that it should be. And um, it's because it's the most important that we serve God and God alone. And what a wonderful opportunity that we have that we get to do that. 
um, and be in such a beautiful relationship with God that we get to serve him and we love him and that gives us life. It fills us up as well. And so to serve anything other than God or to say that anything else is as important as God um, is totally not the right order. And so Jesus is just calling to mind that. And it's also the tempter is saying, if you fall down and worship me, I will give all of this to you. Everything will be yours. And it's sort of like a promise. If you turn towards me, I will give you this. But like Holly was saying, Jesus says, no, we worship the Lord. We are facing the Lord. We are ordered towards God. And we understand that that is where we will get what we need. We don't need what other people might promise us. We don't need all of these other things. What we need comes from the Lord and the Lord alone. So it is very definitive. And I do like that too, that he's, no, I will not. Yeah. And I think that's a good, um, a good thing to remember when we, you know, might be tempted to um, turn ourselves away from God because we think something else might happen. Or there might be, well, if I um, do this one thing, maybe I'll get this other thing. But that's you know, what, not how we are made and not how we are ordered to be. And so Jesus gets to, um, show us that in these situations that he's in. And, um, we get to remember that too, through this season of the liturgical year. Yeah. And Holly mentioned earlier how Jesus fasts for 40 days and 40 nights. Um, and the period of Lent that we have, that comes before Easter is roughly 40 days. And so we kind of get to enter into this um, period of preparation like Jesus does in the wilderness. So we have this time period of praying, um, of some people like to offer something up or to add an additional um, prayer or reading or something that brings them closer to God each day. But it's um, kind of a training session to get ready for Easter. And it's during that time that we, it's almost like an athlete preparing for um, a game or a competition. They make sure that they are in shape. They make sure their muscles know the right way to move. Um, And really, really good athletes, if you ask them about kind of how they know what to do when they're playing, you know, they probably say it's just sort of a reflex. Their muscles know what to do in that situation. So throughout Lent and throughout, you know, the whole year, praying, um, thinking about God, asking God for help are ways to kind of get our prayer muscles in the right order and in the right movement so that we can worship God more freely and more fully. And especially during Lent, we're preparing ourselves to celebrate Easter, which is um, a celebration of Jesus dying and coming back to life, which is kind of the whole, the center of lives of Christians, of people who follow Jesus. That's kind of the um, action that sets everything else into motion. It's everything. Mm -hmm. It is the best. And I love Lent because it really helps us get those muscles in order and to really get rid of anything that's keeping us from it. And I love that opportunity. And this is just a really special time of the year that we get to do that. And um, it really does. I mean, it makes Easter so great. Mm -hmm. So, guys, I hope that this blessed you. We hope that... um, you guys can chew on this a little bit this week, this little gospel bite. <laughs> but um, yeah, so we hope that you have a great first week of Lent, and we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye, everyone. Bye.